Hello and welcome to the Driver Hire podcast. My name's Tony from Driver Hire Croydon and Sutton. Hello, I'm Gary from Driver Hire in Colchester. We represent two of Driver Hire Nationwide's network of over 100 offices and we decided to get together to create a series of regular podcasts for people who want to know more about Driver Hire but principally to provide hints, tips and tricks to help our drivers be the very best that they can be. Hi Gary, how are you doing? Very well, Tony. Lovely to see you again. I notice your beard is getting very long now, especially at the front. A few grey hairs there. Uh, well, thank you for noticing the grey hairs. Yeah, I've, um, I'm auditioning for a ZZ Top tribute band. And uh, if I don't get that gig, hopefully it'll be long enough for Christmas to stand in a centre. Well, it's looking good. It should be okay for Christmas. <laughs> so what are we talking about this week then? Well, um, we recently met with Lawrence Bolton of National Driving Centre to shoot a video all about how you go about getting yourself a vocational licence. Um, and then we did a little podcast off the back of that just to explain that again to those um, obviously subscribing to the podcast and not the video. Um, but it kind of um, raised a sort of few questions, didn't it? Oh, it certainly did. Um, and it's different sorts of driver CPC and it gets a little bit confusing. And we've got to try and help clear that up today. Well, hopefully anyway. Yeah, exactly. So so CPC is the is the theme of today. And CPC is, of course, interwoven with the practical driving skills that you need to demonstrate um, in order to get your license. So it, it's not just simply taking a driving test in a truck or a bus. It's about learning and demonstration of theoretical knowledge and also displaying that theoretical knowledge in a practical way. So um, what we're going to attempt to do is, is, is talk through that talk through that process. Yeah. Uh, the first thing, Tony, we've said CPC. Not everyone knows what it means. Shall we tell everyone? <laughs> it's, it's not a secret. <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, absolutely. So CPC is the Certificate of Professional Competence. And, you know, the word professional in that is, of course, no coincidence. This is a professional qualification. And this is something that is now coming up to its 12th birthday. Um, so kind of let's just sort of talk through how it works. So if you're going to drive commercially, you're going to need a CPC card. Um, and you there are examples of people that could drive trucks um without cpc but that would be for very very limited things but anybody earning a living doing commercial work is going to need a cpc and the way that you first acquire that is interwoven in in this four-part test that we learned about last time that's right you've got parts two and four which contribute to getting your driver cpc yeah, exactly. So, um, so maybe if I just going to give an overview of the four parts. So, um, so part one is a theory test, and you're going to have had to have passed a Cat B to be able to get a provisional Cat C or D, um, and that theory test is very similar to what you would have done when you got your Cat B or car license. Uh, so that's that's so part one A and one B. So one A is theory uh, and b is hazard perception then 
new for commercial vehicles, which you won't have done before, is this part two. Um, and part two are case study questions around the CPC syllabus. And we'll explain that in a moment. Part three is the practical driving test. Now, for anybody who um, is, is of our aging years and passed their um, truck or bus test back in the day, this is the bit that you will recognize most. Part three is most similar to, to that which we did all those years ago. And then part four, um, which is my favorite bit of the CPC, and I'll explain why in a moment. Uh, part four is the opportunity to demonstrate that theoretical knowledge to the examiner. So it's a physical test of your, of your knowledge um, done at the test centre. Um, so we'll explain that through in a moment. So what is the CPC syllabus then? What stuff does somebody need to know in order to be able to pass the test? Well, there's various things on there, Tony. They're all helpful in normal driving as well as commercial driving. Um, but this, the regulations on this are mainly towards the commercial, the buses and HGV vehicles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there's clearly going to be regulations that are different. So, you know, just as one simple example, speed limits for trucks and buses are different to the speed limits for cars. But, you know, that's just one of many different regulations that, that are different. Yeah. yeah. We've also got safe loading of vehicles and passengers. Yeah, exactly. So that's, of course, the biggest difference between a, a car and a commercial vehicle is you're doing something with the vehicle other than just getting yourself and your friends about. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so um, the load, how do we how do we load? Um, how do we secure that load, be it people or, or things? Yeah, and that will turn into health and safety questions and so on. There's a whole syllabus on health and safety, which is very good for the employer as well as good for the employee as well. Mm, yeah, that's right. And then um, anybody embarking on commercial driving is probably aware that um, the hours that you drive are limited. So there's a whole bunch of different rules that you need to learn. So these are um, driver's hours rules and also working time regulation rules. Yeah, which are very confusing at times when people don't understand them and try and tie the two together, which they aren't designed to be, as we've discussed in previous episodes. Well, it's funny actually you say that because, you know, our, our most listened to podcasts by a factor of, I was going to say two, I think it's nearly three now, actually, by a factor of, let's call it three, because it will be by the time this is published. Yeah. Um, so by a factor of three is an episode on the most misunderstood driver's hours rules. And, and even for experienced drivers, it demonstrates how you can, you know, easily get yourself confused. Yeah, well, that's nice to hear that we're doing well on something and trying to make life easier for all of us out there. Mm, absolutely, yeah. The, the other one is digital tachograph. I mean, myself and you, Tony, both didn't know what a digital tachograph was when we first started driving. We've actually got something that aids us as a driver. We put the card in and it's easier to see if you've had a 15-minute break, a 30-minute break, a 45-minute break, etc. So um, you say when you started um, an analog tachograph, I thought you were logbooks when you started, Gary. <laughs> um, well, well, in the army, we just ignored every rule going. So. <laughs> 
Okay, so other stuff that's in there is um, you need to have an understanding of of how the vehicle works. And you know, this, this isn't um, you know stripping down head gaskets and oil changes and stuff, but you need to have an understanding of the mechanics of the vehicle. So the you know the the, the braking systems, the transmission systems, um, you know all, all the all the safety features of the vehicle. So you'll you'll need that certainly. Yeah, um, and then you get reminded of the highway code um, and things like that as well and road traffic laws being slightly different on hev which we've mentioned on speed limits and things like that as well yeah and then i suppose sort of lastly there's a lot to do with fuel efficiency and the environment and there's there's lots going on with commercial vehicles to make them as fuel efficient and as clean as possible and also the environment around you in terms of people so how do you protect um vulnerable road users how do you drive safely with you know, the limited vision that you have in a commercial vehicle, in particularly in cities. So, um, so all of that is in there. And this is the kind of stuff that you'll need to learn and be able to demonstrate in the part two case study. And then in this part four, load safety and, and vehicle safety demonstration that you do for yeah. the examiner. I mean, there's a whole raft of information that you need to know before you're allowed to go out and work in the commercial world. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so part two—that's the syllabus that you'll do at the, or, or the syllabus you need to understand to be able to demonstrate in a multi-choice exam at the theory test centre. Now, most people would probably go and do part one A and one B and part two all at the same time. You don't have to, um, but you know, as soon as you're going along there for the day, um, and the stuff that you'll learn for both is interrelated, it makes sense to do that. You don't have to, but it makes sense to. Um, so part three, we said is a driving test. And then part four, my favorite bit of CPC. Um, so um, so part four, I think, is, is the thing that makes a modern day new pass driver a far better driver than I was when I passed my test back in 1989. I, I think it's fair to say, Gary, I think we probably mentioned some of these things before, but, um, you know, a lot of what we learned was by... Um, luck rather than judgment on the job but yeah very much so and we've talked about our faux pas in previous episodes of being in laybys, learning how to use the curtains and little things like that and you've talked about ratchet straps in the past and how you learned how to use one when you turned up you didn't need to use it little things like that (laughs) yeah yeah all all sorts of um um weird and wonderful experiences um but part part four the way it works it's done at the same place that you'll take the the part three the driving test um so the you know at at the at the test center and you you could do it on the same day you could do part three and part four on the same day you could come back and do part four later um but what do you have to do well there's kind of really two things to it um one is about the vehicle, one is about the load, and the examiner will ask you questions about both. So, for example, the examiner could say to you, talk me through the things that you would look for on a daily walk around check before you take the vehicle out. Yeah, so you'd be explaining, I'm looking at the tyre depth on this vehicle, and I'm looking, it's an even pattern across the, the whole tyre depth, um, or the whole tyre width, and not just on the corner and things like that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, mirrors, lights, windscreen, wipers, load, um, you know, all, all of that stuff. And the good thing about a walk around check is that actually, as you 
physically walk round, you see all the things in turn and remind you to check them. So, um, so, so yes, the examiner will want to know that you know how yeah. to check your vehicle before yeah. you take it out. Yeah. And a good way of doing it, as you walk around, you're explaining, I'm looking to see the fuel um, cap is secure on the vehicle. And you just talk out loud as you're walking around doing it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, and then of course the other part is, is the load safety part. And the examiner has this, has this, trolley so um, a bit like a big roll cage a big steel framed roll cage and within it are things like ratchet straps load restraint bars chains cones you know um, all the kind of things that a truck driver would use and what the examiner would say is right Gary let's just imagine that you're going to be carrying a load of timber which of these load restraint devices would you use if you were going to be carrying timber? And you would say... Ratchet straps. And he would say, right, if you'd like to take the ratchet strap, please can you secure it in a sort of demonstration over this steel framed trolley and show me how you would do that, which is what you would then do. To these people's concerns, you are have a couple of hours um, practice on this before you go, by the way. They don't expect you to know this <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. They, absolutely. This will be part of your training course with with you know, whichever driving school you go to. Yeah. And, and and the point is that you know you might be doing a job where you're carrying timber, and that might be the job you go straight into. But of course, you're qualified to drive anything at that point or any commercial vehicle. So you might be taking a, a, a supermarket trailer, for example, full of roll cages, and you need a load restraint bar to go across to stop the cages moving. Yeah. You might be carrying steel. And you know you'd need chains. Uh, you might be operating a high ab, and you might need to uh, demonstrate how you would cone off the area to to work in. You know, it it just it just depends um, on the job that you go into. But of course, this part four is is trying to cover as many bases as it possibly can, which you'll need to study and understand to be able to demonstrate any of those. Yeah. So when we've completed all that, we get another certificate. And we're now a qualified driver. We've passed our test for driving the vehicle. We're now passed our test for the driver CPC. And I can go into the commercial world. Is that correct, Tony? Absolutely, you can. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, you can drive straight away. Um, your your actual cards will come through um, a week or so after you've sent them in. Most employers will want to see your cards, um, but you know, theoretically, you can drive on pass certificates um, yeah. at that point. Yeah, we, we keep mentioning um, driver CPC, but when you get the card come through, it becomes a DQC, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, just 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 we we, we love uh, we love a TLA, uh, a three letter acronym. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, so yeah, exactly. So so the certificate of professional competence that that is demonstrated on a plastic card, wallet size card, same as same size as your driving license, same size as your digital tachograph card, um, and it's called a driver qualification card, or as you say, a DQC. Yeah, yeah we just like confusing everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, so yeah, and, and I suppose the, the, the point I would make is with that level of training, with those four tests, you know, 1A one, one and B, part two, the CPC syllabus, part three, the driving test, part four, the practical demonstration of that. Um, a new pass driver today is 
definitely going to be a better driver than Tony Gosher was in 1989 when he passed his test, where I hadn't hadn't even coupled a trailer. I hadn't even seen a ratchet strap before I went out to work. Uh, so definitely better today. I was going to say, the lack of practice you've got, most probably a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So... Um, so that's um, that gets you qualified, um, and that process is called initial qualification. But even better news doesn't stop there. You then move into periodic training. Um, now, periodic training is is every commercial vehicle driver, bus or truck, has to do thirty five hours of training every five years and that five-year window starts from the day that you got your initial qualification so if you passed your test today in 2021 you're going to have until 2026 to do 35 hours of training yeah i believe it was actually set up that we should do it once a year but we've traditionally found tony that everyone wants to do it in the last two weeks of year five. Oh. is that the case well, you're, you're, you're balancing logic and practicality here. So um, so the, the logic is exactly that, Gary. Yeah. The, so the logic says if you've got to do 35 hours of training and these are all seven-hour modules, you need to do five seven-hour modules in five years. So logically speaking, why on earth would you not do one module uh, once a year for five years and then by, in this case, 2026, you'll be ready for your next five-year window? Why would you not do that? Um, and it's actually quite frustrating for me um, because we do have people that are sent to us for CPC courses by their employers and they've ended up, I don't, I don't want to tar all employers with the same brush here because there's some really good employers out there, um, but there are some that are almost scared of investing in a driver and that driver leaving and so they leave it to the last minute and end up pushing the guy through to do five modules sometimes literally monday to friday in one week um and and of course drivers didn't pass a test to go and sit in the classroom so it's not their favorite week no no it's hard work sitting in the classroom for five days learning subjects some stuff they'll know already but some new items and everything else and we're just not used to it mm. and it is a shock to the system so I've got a theory behind this, Tony. If all employers, and that includes us, um, invest in a driver once a year, um, this problem would go away because we're all investing and they'd all have every year a CPC qualification behind them. Yeah, ex exactly right. And 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 I I hope that we'll get to that point. Once, you know, once it's more of a routine in the industry, I mean, I know it's been around for a few years, but once it's considered more of a routine, then then yeah yeah you know, why not pick a pick the quiet week for what you know whatever your quiet week is in your industry and every business is cyclical to to some degree so whatever the quiet week is you know why not do a day's training there you know why not do a um a day between christmas and new year for example you know do it early january when traditionally the industry is not as busy as it is through perhaps the summer months for example yeah yeah so so in theory we we should be doing a course once a year on driver's hours, for example, or health and safety, um, mm. and little things like that to keep us up to date and know what's going on and the changes yeah. in regulations. Mm. Well, that's right, yeah, and, and you make a good point because uh, the, the, the CPC syllabus is the same for, the, for this periodic training as it was in the initial qualification, and you get the opportunity to, to pick 
the elements that you want. So either you're, if you're choosing it as a driver, the things that most interest you or you need more training on, or as an employer, the things that are most relevant to your work. So you, know, you, you don't have to do the entire syllabus. You can, you can cherry pick the elements of it that you want. And, and the way that works for training companies is every course that they write, um, it will be slightly different to other training companies and they have to map the elements of that course back to the CPC syllabus to get the course approved. So, you know, it does mean that you could have completely bespoke courses for certain employers that were absolutely relevant and interesting um, for, for those, for, you know, for that driver's work in that business. Yeah, it makes sense. So you're doing something specific for that industry. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, and just one other thing to mention on periodic training. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I didn't do initial qualification, I didn't go to the test centre, I, I didn't, I didn't go and sit a multi-choice exam. Um, what happened back in 2008 for bus drivers, 2009 for for truck drivers, was they were given existing drivers were given um, what is called a grandfather right in in kind of um, industry slang or an acquired right. Uh, and what that simply meant was if you were the holder of a vocational license prior to that date, you were given that first five year window, you know, assumed through your experience. Um, so if you're not recognizing this and you're driving already, that will be why. Yeah. So we, we got from myself, my point of view in 2014, I had to do all five days modules prop so i could carry on driving commercially hmm. yeah exactly so yeah so the, the the pinch point was 2014 for those people uh you know truck drivers that yeah. got that grandfather right from 2009 yeah. yeah okay um we were just talking just then about um training that's very relevant to the mm -hmm. specific thing that you're doing um and there is the opportunity with some practical training courses to have that linked to cpc Yes, I mean, there's high I've got two um, HEV trainees going on at the moment. And the first thing I'm doing with them is high app. They can't do it on an officer's course, but on a refresher course, you can get driver CPC to go with it. So, a one day course, they can do a high app refresher and get their seven hours towards their 35 hours. Yeah, I, I think that's good because, um, you know, as I alluded to just now, um, you know, drivers didn't pass a test to go and sit in the classroom. And, you know, it makes perfect sense to me to do something practical um, to, to, you know, to get your CPC uh, refreshed. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Good. You can do the same with the forklift on a refresher as well. Um, and there's various companies throughout the country where you can do that as well. And the one I think is really good is the ADR. Oh, another three word or three letter acronym there, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what does ADR stand for, Gary? Um, I, I can't pronounce it. So I'm going <laughs> to pat, pat that one across to you. I always know um, Ian at Bradford office when he was still with Driver High was superb at saying this. So, well, um, mm, so, uh, so as you know, I worked in France um, in the early 90s for three or four years. But I'm afraid I didn't acquire a decent French accent. So um, this this I will try for you. So um, so ADR is the agreement for the carriage of dangerous goods by road. Um, but the agreement was written up in Switzerland, French speaking Switzerland. Um, and so A is accord, which is accord agreement. Um, and D is dangereux, which is dangerous. And 
the word routier in French is an all-encompassing word, meaning um, everything to do with road transport. Um, so, accord dangereux routier, Gary. <laughs> Very well done, Tony. Far better than I could even attempt. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so you can see why we use the three-letter acronym ADR. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you can have CPC linked to ADR. So, again, that will be training that's specific to your industry, completely relevant to the job you do um, and therefore um, you know a, a really good way of going about doing your periodic training yeah again that's classroom based but that's a little bit different um, to the other ones we discussed um, already and you get 21 or 28 hours drive a CPC um, towards your um, qualification for the five-year period mm, yeah exactly okay so just to wrap up then I suppose um, it's worth having a a little chat around the future of CPC because um, mm -hmm. there's a question that I've been asked ever since that pesky referendum back in 2016 where we talked about nothing else than um, than Brexit for all these years. Um, drivers are constantly saying to me, um, because CPC is European law, um, will that go away when, when we leave the EU? And, of course, we have now left the EU. Um, but we did a podcast... Uh, several episodes ago where we interviewed uh, Tom from the RHA uh, and, and asked that very question of the industry experts. And um, and quite frankly, it's not. No, no, it's here to stay. They're looking to do some changes, which is good, but driver CPC is going to be here for a while. Yeah, and, and long may it continue, as far as I'm concerned. There is no substitute for education to, to have people be as professional as they can be. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Tony. I'm, I'm a trained driver, CPC trainer, the same as yourself. Even I have to go on these courses and sit there, and I will learn every time I sit on there. I will learn from my drivers around me as well as the instructor. Mm. Yeah, so, um, so you know, what what is the future? Well, hopefully... It can be um, more relevant, more engaging. So one of the things that JAUPT have said, uh, JAUPT being the, the government organisation that, that runs CPC, is they're, they're very aware that there are drivers who are repeating the same module. So um, really just treating CPC as a kind of a tick box exercise, cramming in five modules um, at the last minute before the five-year window runs out. And sometimes you'll have a driver that literally is sat on a course for driver's hours rules, you know, two, three, four, even five days in a row, Yeah, I mean, no good for yeah. anybody. No, I'm aware, um, Tony, of firms that have four modules. So that's one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So they, in theory, they've got four different modules for Monday and Tuesday. So what happens on Wednesday? They start repeating Monday's course again. <laughs> Tuesday course repeat on Thursday. So that is so wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got some drivers who need to go on driver's hours on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, but some don't need to know it all the time. They, they're they very switched on to it. They know it far better than I know it. And yeah. they're very attuned with it. So we must stop this repeating the same course mm. very frequently like we have been. Yeah, I mean, fortunately with us, you know, you, you could, if you did do five days in a row, you could cover a huge amount of varied content over, over those five days. But that's not really the point. The the, the point that Jaupt are, uh, are trying to get to is, is they're just trying to stop um, people treating it as a tick box exercise. You know, they want there to be a, a value for that training. And, and, and with anything, you know, a, a little bit and often 
um, is, is going to sink in far better than, than cramming it all in at the last minute. Yeah, it goes back to what we said at the beginning. It's designed to be done once a year. So if you're done training once a year, in year five, you might be doing driver's lives again from compared to year one. But that's not a bad thing because regulations might have changed in those five years. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Good, good. Well, I think um, I think that's really interesting. Uh, hopefully, we've given a good overview of how CPC works. Um, you know, as ever, if you've got any questions, uh, feel free to get in touch. Um, and, uh, and if you have enjoyed it, please do rate, review and subscribe. And we'll look forward to speaking to you again next time. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us again. And look forward to you coming back and see us in the next episode. You've been listening to the Driver Hire podcast. And thank you very much. And as goodbye from myself, Gary Richards at the Colchester office. And from me, Tony Gosher, from the Croydon and Sutton office. If you'd like to get in touch with us, along with all the other driver hire offices, you can find us at driverhire.co.uk. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.